Oh my gosh, good thing reading all those names is over with. <laughs> but family, family is not always easy. I mean, I was the least imperfect child of the, my four siblings. If you believe that that's uh, your problem. But yes, family is not always easy. But it is where we learn about relationships, about love, and how to interact with one another. Someone once said that who is marrying who, or even, even more directly, who's having sex with who, affects the future of humanity. Me, in my own life, I was adopted. Uh, they, uh, Steve Jobs was adopted. The pro-life uh, has other names of people who were adopted that, meaning that if they had been aborted or not allowed, been allowed to live, that our life as we know it would be, if not a little different, maybe even radically different. And you can say that about any significant uh, person in history. What if they didn't exist? What if their parents had never met? What if all the relationships and connections that led up to their existence didn't happen? In our first reading, there's spousal language. In our first reading from Isaiah, Jesus calls Israel my delight and her land espoused. Isaiah says, the Lord delights in you and makes your land his spouse. As a bridegroom rejoices in his bride, so shall your God rejoice in you. Again, God is God and we are not, and our language always falls short of it, describing God. But someone was looking uh, through the lens of Pope John Paul's uh, theology and body, and looking back over the Old Testament said, you know, maybe spousal language, maybe marriage language is the least inadequate language we have about talking about God's relationship with the Israelites and also with us. That God loves us and wants us to be part of his family. This is what the Lord desires. Maybe some of our families are not perfect, or all of our families are not perfect, but maybe some more so than others. But God is always the perfect Father. Jesus is always the perfect Son. The Lord invites us into his family. Hopefully, ideally, our home family, our family that we grew up here on earth, will point us to the eternal love of God the Father. 
For we are created in the image and likeness of God. And God is a trinity of persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. As many of you heard me say uh, before that the Father perfectly loves the Son. The Son receives our love and perfectly loves the Father back. The love is so real, so concrete that it is the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. And so when we say that God is love, it's, we're not just like making a nice little saying. We're saying that God is a community of persons, that He is a community of love unto Himself. He did not need to create us to be love, for He is already a community of persons. And so we are made in the image and likeness of God. It makes sense that we are created for relationship, that we are created for family, that we are created for one another and ultimately for God, to love God back. But something happened at the very beginning that caused a rupture between humanity and God, the fall of Adam and Eve. And ever since, God has been on a mission to get us back. And so, 2,000 years ago, God sent His own, own Son, the second person in the Trinity, God Himself, to rectify what Adam and Eve broke. And so today we celebrate the incarnation of Jesus Christ. Jesus coming among us. As the saints have said that God took on our humanity so that we could take on His divinity. That through the incarnation, the birth of Jesus, and obviously later the death and resurrection and the ascension of Jesus Christ, we are given the opportunity to be rectified with God. To be given mercy and love instead of punishment for our sins. 2,000 years ago, Joseph found out that his bride-to-be was pregnant. And Joseph loved her so much that he couldn't uh, expose her to the rest of society, so he was going to divorce her quietly. But the angel appeared to Joseph and told Joseph to take Mary into his home. Do not be afraid to take Mary into your home, Mary your wife into your home, for it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And again, Joseph did what the angel told him to. Christopher Christophonic uh, once said, you know, people are great until you have to deal with people. None of us are perfect. We're all at some times not easy to deal with. But we are created to be a family, to be a family of God to receive not just the good of one another, but the messiness of one another. And to trust that throughout all of it, that God is with us. That's what Emmanuel means. God is with us. That God is with us 
in each other, that God is in the messiness of our relationships. So in a world where I think people, at least from what I understand, are feeling more and more isolated, maybe especially our young people, because for some reason they're convinced that, you know, this, uh, uh, you know, your phone is a form of connection. I mean, it is. I guess I have, you know, siblings overseas, and I think tomorrow morning we're going to do like a FaceTime with them. And so technology can be a great connector. But at the same time, if we overuse technology, it can be a great disconnect. Those type of connections do not satisfy our souls. That we are created for relationship. And those type of service relationships don't satisfy our soul. So again, make time for each other. Be with one be in each other's space. Be near each other, interact with one another. Again, it's not always easy. No relationships, even conversations can be awkward. I guess as one priest once said, embrace the awkward, right? Embrace one another, spend time with another. For we are created for family. We are created to be part of the family of God. And may that be true in our homes and in the way that we treat one another.